Talking about the things that make your home service business go. Marketing, finance, systems, people. This is the Fight Club for Business podcast. Makes me that much stronger. Makes me work a little bit harder. Makes me that much wiser. Thanks for making me wiser. And hello, everyone, and welcome to Fight Club. Happy Welcome Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. 100th episode. Yes. Yay. Yeah, 100th episode. For Quite those who so. are watching, you'll see that we're wearing a little headgear today to celebrate. <laughs> who sent these to us? Me. I Guilty as so. charged. I, I had, had a feeling. <laughs> a feeling. Love it. I was always there with the fun props. Always. Yep. Man. Got to do it. Well, welcome to Fight Club for Business, everyone, and welcome to our 100th episode. We're super excited to have you with us today. Our show is for home service business owners who are looking to improve their marketing, finances, systems, and culture. And we're a team of self-employed industry experts, and we get to be joined this week on our 100th episode by the most awesome Josh Latimer. We're so excited to have you with us. Thank you so much for joining us, Josh. Do you mind just giving everyone a brief rundown of your business? Oh my God, my pleasure. You guys are so much fun. And uh, <laughs> a brief rundown on me. Um, well, I'm a Scorpio, a hopeless romantic. I enjoy long walks in the beach after sunset. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I like I'm it. Married, I'm married to my high school sweetheart. Not only do my wife and I still love each other, we actually like each other too, which is a bonus. And uh, five kids built and sold four companies. Uh, our life is crazy. Our story is crazy. I started out as a pizza delivery driver living in a trailer park, married to Ashley. Uh, and through all kinds of pain and suffering and life lessons and education and hard work, uh, I joke that I have a bachelor's degree in pain and a master's degree in suffering. We've done really smart things, really stupid things, been lucky on things, learned things, uh, been fortunate enough to help a lot of people in home services. Um, uh, I have a podcast with over a million downloads from home services that I wasn't sure anyone would ever even listen to. Um, we've launched coaching programs and education and done live events and just been able to travel the world and do a lot of crazy, crazy stuff. So I'm just here to add value to you guys and hang out with uh, smart people that want to help other people. And yeah, that's a that's an overview. Awesome. That was a fantastic overview. And we we had the pleasure of having Ashley on. So I know some of our listeners have gotten a chance to listen to her and see her on live. So it's great to have her other half here with us today and kind of get to pick your brain as well. Um, so thank you, Josh. Uh, my name is Taylor Maroney. I co-own a pressure washing company in South Florida with my husband. And my background comes from marketing, graphic design world, really just helping business owners kind of understand the ins and outs of marketing and how to make decisions based upon that. So looking at the numbers, analyzing them, and then being able to use that data to make better decisions. So I'm super excited to talk all things marketing with you today and welcome to Fight Club. Oh, I love it. Marketing is my favorite topic. In fact, I would argue that literally everything is market. I would say that a weed <laughs> is just a flower with no marketing budget. Right? I would I think, I, I think a, a, a high school kid going on a date with a cute girl and he decides to wear cologne or not is a marketing decision. I think everything is a signal. It's a message, uh, whether it's parenting or marketing. It's absolutely my most favorite thing to talk about. I think it's a superpower to get good at it. And I think most people think they understand it, but don't. Uh, so, yeah, ready to rock. Awesome. 
<laughs> well, we're gonna we're gonna go through a couple more introductions here, and then we're gonna come back to marketing, which I always joke is the sexiest and everybody's favorite topic. Which is why, by no accident, we start with it on Fight Club because we want to warn up our audience. But my name is Megan Likes. I'm the founder of Bookkeeping Academy Online. I educate and empower small business owners to know their numbers so they can live more financially rewarding lives. And I also own a traditional accounting firm called Likes Accounting Company, where you can outsource all your nasty bookkeeping and accounting related tasks to me and my team. And I co-own a window cleaning and gutter cleaning company with my husband, Jeff. And I am like fangirling over here, Josh, because we have been following you for a very long time. We have listened to everything you've said. I've been trying to get you to do whale fishing again, because <laughs> that is the talk that haunts me every single day, pretty much. It doesn't haunt me. It like... It was so inspiring. It's one of those talks that like sticks with you four years later where I could probably still quote parts of the things that you said. So we're right. honored to have you on the show and welcome to Fight Club and welcome back, everybody. Happy 100th episode. We've been doing this 100 times. I know. I die. Oh. And I am Michelle Myers, co-owner of Pink Collars. And if you want to outsource your office, back, front, side, phone calls, emails, text, chat, all of that good stuff that you can't keep up with, you can absolutely reach out to us at Pink Collars. And our 100th show is is actually sponsored by Pink Collars. Ah, I'm super fanning out for that. And uh, Josh has been my coach for the last year or so, and I am grateful to have him on the show today. Josh, I'm super excited to pick your brain on some really cool system stuff. And thank you for joining us in Fight Club. I'll pass you off to Martha. <laughs> All right. And lastly, I'm Martha Woodward, and I formerly owned a service business, uh, made service in another state. And that's Part of the reason it's formally and um i co-founded quality driven software and i'm just about helping people make a happier workplace not only for management but for your employees so welcome to fight club our hundredth episode <laughs> awesome well, hey. i get to steal you first and we get to talk marketing and all the fun things marketing josh so I know personally, I, I've been in the Conquer group. I got to use a lot of the videos from you shooting in Costa Rica, which were some of my husband's favorite. He was like, this is awesome that he gets to do this and kind of teach all of us about how to better run our business just from sitting on an awesome beach in Costa Rica. So I want to thank you for that, number one. But what I also <laughs> want to talk about is how you've kind of taken videos. And I know you're about to kind of bring something out to the, the business world that is really going to impact us drastically and help people make better videos for marketing. Um, this is really important. And I think it's something that people do need a little bit more education on. So I'll kind of let you roll out kind of what you have been working on on the side and kind of give our listeners a little kind of brief introduction to it. Okay. Well, this is, this is so epic and I hope people are ready to like pull their car over on the side of the road. Um, <laughs> Cause I don't want anybody getting hurt when they start getting excited, but no, you know, the industry has changed a lot. And when I say industry, I mean, home services in general, the last few years. And what I see on my side is a massive level up level in regards to professionalization of companies. Like for example, inside the conquer program, there's people hitting seven figures every three or four weeks now. And if you go back six or seven years, it was very rare to have a, a, a multi-million dollar home service company. People had them, but it was rare. And I think what's happened is that, that all these industries belief level has as a group just ratcheted up really quickly the last few years. I can't tell you how many 20 somethings year olds I know that have hundreds of thousands of dollars of cash in the bank. They're running a seven figure service business. It's like not that rare like it used to be. Now, in addition to that, 
Uh, there's a big trend happening with private equity and hedge funds and Wall Street money moving into home services, which probably no one's ever talked about this on this show. It's something that I've been paying close attention to because it's a trend. And so uh, Amazon, Facebook, Google, all of them are creating service marketplaces. And then you have private equity gobbling up these companies. And so it's like, okay, what's happening here? Well, what's happening here is the market that everybody watching this, the market that you're in is a gold mine. Okay. If you understand a few certain things, if you do not understand the things that I'll talk about, there's a good chance you're going to get ran over like by a freight train with the same uh, potential gold rush for this guy could be the steamroller for you. And so that's where video comes in. So people have better systems now. They have higher belief now. There's stronger communities now. There's programs and resources and tools and tactics and trainings and all this stuff online. And people are doing it faster and faster. Um, but what that means is that if you don't kind of get with the system and stay competitive, the way I see it is a lot of companies in the next three to five years will be kind of like the local hardware store when, when Home Depot rolled into town 20 years ago. And because these these private equities are grabbing all these multi seven figure companies, they have unlimited budgets, they have deep pockets, they're going to dominate the first page of Google, they're going to be able to charge less prices, pay higher wages, and they could just crush it. So that was just setting the stage. So videos are important because you need to grow faster, you need to professionalize yourself, whether you want to get acquired or you just want to compete. You know, the first thing people do when they see a company is kind of Facebook or Google stalk you. And if you can be magnetic on camera, it's a complete unfair advantage. Most people don't believe it when I tell them that I'm an introvert. I am actually not only just an introvert, I'm an extreme introvert. I, I could sit in a cabin in the woods and read books for six months and only talk to deer. Okay. Um, so it's not in my nature to be on camera, do podcasts or any of this. It's a learnable skill though. And so I would encourage everybody, uh, to take it really, really serious because most of your competitors are asleep at the wheel when it comes to video. And what if you created some really top shelf, compelling, clever videos? I think it'd be invaluable. It is. And the and you can see the trends as well when it comes to the social world, right? You're seeing not only on Instagram, which everyone has known, and TikTok and seeing the short you know, version of video coming out with the reels and the TikToks, and then also transitioning that to Facebook as well. They're even having those there. So having not only the nice extended videos where you're able to talk to your audience and be able to really explain types of services or, you know, explain the processes that you're using, you also have the opportunity to really be informal, right? And create quick content that allows you to get out in front of your audience and additional audiences that you might not even know you're reaching. So video has really progressed quickly since really since COVID, since TikTok and everything has come out and these short version videos are moving. We're seeing this actually move into the service industry. I, I've been talking with people that are using it to show how they do floor coating, to show how they're doing their pressure washing processes, to show differences from window cleaning and how they then transition into gutter cleaning, you know, for that same home at different times of years. So there's a lot of ways that these can be integrated into your marketing campaign. But something I know that you're very um, passionate about, Josh, is making sure you're talking to the right audience because you can make these videos, you can put them out there. But if we're not talking to the right audience and we're not talking to our direct clientele, then unfortunately, that's not going to make the impact that it really should be making and from the time and effort that you've put into it. So when you're kind of working through your videos, what are some of the key points that you really look for to make sure you're talking to the right audience? 
Sure. Well, a good little mental framework for this that anyone can use is step one is figure out who you want to serve, who your avatar, your ideal customer is, right? Everybody's heard that 700,000 times, but, <laughs> but do we really think about it deep enough? I'll give you an example. Lululemon has an 86 page avatar document for Rachel. I think her name's Rachel. They know what brand wine this lady drinks. Okay. They don't sell wine. Uh, and so you don't have to go to 86 pages, but are we talking to you know, the powerful professional mom who's on marriage too, but she's an empowered woman and she's too busy to wash her house and you, that your marketing's hitting that because if it is, there's so much stuff we can do with that. But we want to be clear on who we're talking to, number one. Number two is you got to ask yourself, where do my people congregate? Where do they hang out? What pond are they in, right? If you're going bass fishing and you're in the Atlantic Ocean, you're going to have a hard time. Um, so, so we want to figure out where they're at. And then we talk about bait right? What is the emotional hook? How do we pattern interrupt? You know, one of the mistakes that people make with marketing is they try to act too corporate. And so you see these tiny little companies, what they're so scared that they're going to look like a tiny company. Uh, and so they, they put on their nice button shirt and they say, uh, here at ABC service company, customer service is the top priority. And they do this, this stuff. And it's like, it's, it's like, oh my God, gag me. Right. Cause it's so painful and they're trying to do it right. But if you're a tiny company, that is your competitive advantage. You should say, you know, hey, my name is Josh, ABC Service Company, and the number one best reason you should hire us is because we're a tiny freaking company. Isn't that interesting? Because you're going to get the level of service and the speed and the flexibility and all these things that the big boys just can't do, blah, 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 blah. Like you can spin things in your favor, but it's about having high energy and having fun with it and getting started with it because if you're not willing to make some really silly bad videos so that eventually you can have a good one, you're just going to get stuck forever. That's very true. And and I like that you said silly bad ones because that's accurate. I know a lot of people are scared. They're scared to start this. It's something that's not in their comfort zone. Yeah. Something that is not fun. I recommend, you know, if you are going out to start some of these videos, just just take the camera with you. If you if you're still a solo entrepreneur, you know, on the job doing cleanings or doing, you know, new floors, whatever your job may be, bring the camera with you, set up a tripod, talk to it. Talk to it like you're talking to your client. Just make sure that you're getting yourself comfortable in front of a camera. That way, when you do go to start shooting some of these videos, you're really able to start to bring in your personality without seeming cold on camera. Because we want to make sure you are really bringing through that bright, shining personality that I'm sure you all have. And making sure you're, as you know, the, the screen says right now, including emotional hooks, including call to actions, making sure that your video has a purpose, because that's the other piece that I see a lot of business owners miss out on is we're creating great videos, we're creating great content, but at the end, it just kind of ends. There's no real call to action for that client to come in and call your call your office or submit a form or go to your response bid or just be able to look and like your Facebook page. If that's one of the things you want them to do, ask them. It's that simple. It really comes down to asking the client what you want them to do. And then from there, the ball's in their court. Yeah. The good news is, is that when you're first starting to make videos or content, uh, nobody cares and no one is watching. So that's great. That worked out perfectly for you since you're terrible at it. So uh, over time, as you get better, you know, your audience grows up with you. And, and so you don't have to stress out about it. You know, everybody is so freaked out. Look, you can become a multimillionaire. You can you have the earning potential of a professional athlete. Do you realize that? I'm talking to you, whoever's listening to this right now. Do you realize that I barely made it through high school and I make more than, you know, surgeons do in personal income? So how is that true? Well, it's because 
uh, of marketing. It's because of enthusiasm. You know, someone asked me one time what what um, I think the, the 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 most common characteristic is across all of these high achieving people that I know. And I thought about it for like a really long time, and I changed my answer a bunch of times. But here here's what I think it is. I think it's magnetism. I think the people that make the most money, that grow the fastest, that has the biggest unfair advantage in business, they have an unusually high level of charisma or magnetism. Um, you can just see it, right? Start thinking of the people or the leaders you look up to and you're like, huh, like they're all different personalities, but they're just magnetic. They walk into a room, you know they're in a room. So you got to ask yourself like, okay, how do I get that? Because it's a learnable skill. I promise you it's a learnable skill. You have, I have a little button back here and I turn it on when I have to do this. And then after we click end recording, I turn it back off and then I'm boring and I walk around my house. But um, everything you could ever want is just on the other side of a little extra charisma, a little extra skills you got to develop, you know, a little bit outside your comfort zone. Uh, almost no one's willing to do it, which is good because if you do, you'll get a disproportionate result. That was fantastic. I don't even think I can speak after that because that was wonderful. So I, I'm absolutely going to thank you, Josh, for spending some time with me on the marketing segment. You said some really powerful things. I have some great ideas running through my head for homework. And we'll let you talk finances with Megan now. Woo -woo. <laughs> money. Everybody likes talking about money. I'm also the note taker. So if you see me frantically typing over here, I'm trying to keep up with all of these awesome quotes. Uh, which I'm going to finish this one, which is everything you want is just on the other side of charisma and magnetism. You just have to step out of your comfort zone. Like so many, Michelle, we don't even have to find a quote of the week. There's so many good ones in here. Um, okay. So I like to give a menu of options and I wasn't sure which direction we were going to go, Josh, because you can talk about money and make it fun and accessible from so many different ways. Uh, last night I was playing around on revenue buddy again, because I still go back to that website. Like it's a really good website and it's an amazing online free tool. So we could talk about Revenue Buddy because I feel sure. like it's like a hidden gem. Uh, I'm currently developing a new class on pricing and how to price and how to price for profit. I felt like maybe I could cheat and phone a friend and you could like help me out without me having to do a creepy thing. <laughs> like, hey, can I pick your brain? Like, so we could talk about pricing and your favorite strategies over the years because you've priced many different things. Um, and it's, I think it's a pretty like routine process of going through how to figure out pricing, or we could talk about pumpkin planning because I feel like that's whale fishing and I've been trying to get you to talk about whale fishing again. So <laughs> which of those makes your heart sing the most? And we only have like seven minutes. So which can we okay, make okay. well, impact on in seven minutes? I think probably pricing is, would be the most impactful in the short, the, the best quick win for people. Um, they're all good though. Good choice. Good choice. You're going to help me out and save me a couple sleepless nights this week. So, okay. So, so what's so, your go-to, like you have a new thing you're taking to market. How do you go about figuring out how much to charge? Okay. So I'm not trying to use a fancy word here to look cool, but there's this, I, there's this thing called a heuristic H E U. Okay. A heuristic is like a, a subconscious shortcut. Okay. And so, so, so these, there's certain frameworks you can use when you think about pricing and here, here's a simple framework or a heuristic that, that someone has a small company should think about. Uh, Cause there's two different camps, the really, really small people that are totally broke. Some of them are divas about pricing and they're a little ridiculous, right? So they're like, won't leave their house unless they make $500 an hour, but you know, they work one day a week. Right. And they're allowed to do that. I mean, that's the beauty of having a business. You can do whatever you want. 
but it doesn't make a ton of sense to me, right? Uh, if you are booked a week or two out, okay, and whatever it is that you're doing right now, even if it's not that profitable, you're getting enough sales to, to keep your schedule booked a week or two out. Well, that puts you in a different category. This is when you can start playing the game with price manipulation. You know, prices should never be fixed. They should be floating. You know, supply and demand pricing should apply to every single person watching this. Um you know, people, when it comes to marketing, they stop marketing when people want to buy during the busy season because they get overwhelmed. And then after no one wants to buy because they're all on vacation, then they spend waste all their money on marketing that doesn't work and they do everything backwards and they do pricing backwards. And so they, they think that by booking themselves out two months that that's some sort of badge of honor. What they don't understand is that the huge companies like Tommy Mello and these companies will do 150 million this year. Most of these companies are booked one day out in the future. And it's because they're capitalizing on, you know, managing their, their, their lead flow and their close rate kind of in real time. And not that you can do that as a small company right now, but you still want to apply the same principle. So if you're booked two weeks out, this is a good mental shortcut. Um, your price should be able to start being raised to an inf infinite amount as long as you stay two weeks out. Okay. So if you get down to where you're only a week out, you can call some people back and give them a discount, right? Say you had some openings and fill it back up to two weeks. But that's how you want to look at pricing is you want to play the game like this because with a service company, there's only so many buckets you get to fill up with money each season. And if you miss a bucket, it ain't coming back, it's gone. And so if there's 20 buckets a month, 20, 20 days or 22 days, if you work a couple Saturdays, there's so much revenue you can make. And what's crazy, the last thing I'll say and I'll shut up, is if you have a small business, let's say it does 100,000 in a month, okay? And you have a 20% profit. Even a 20% price increase, so 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 just a 20% price increase, it actually gives you a 100% profit increase. And I don't have time to like draw it out in a picture, but think think about this. It's the ultimate leverage because all of your expenses are already paid with your price, your overhead and your employees. And if you charge a little bit more, you get to keep all of the little bit more part generally speaking. Uh, and people are scared of price. And then the last tip for pricing is to use anchoring. So if you're going to sell someone a $1,000 package, you probably need to offer them a $5,000 package, but then tell them why they don't need it and then recommend the $1,000 package. Because humans, uh, our brains work based on comparison and con contrasting things. Is that too much? or how I mean, doing? that was so much, but we have to pause because I feel like I could barely keep up and I was like super engaged in eating it all up. So let's take a step back. And I actually, I'm going to start with the last one. So the one that's on the screen, a hundred thousand dollar company with a 20% profit that raises prices by 20% will have a 100% increase their bottom line. Did I get it right? Is that what yeah, you're saying? That's true. Okay, I mean, so yeah. I just gave a talk last week in Denver at GutterCon where I talked about this and I, I kind of was staring out into a room of about a hundred people and everybody's looking at me like she's a liar. So if you're a listener who's thinking that Josh Latimer did not do good math just now, we need you to take a second and think about this because what I'm getting, I'm, I'm like on this rant where we have to be raising our prices because we have inflation, right? Because we're paying our people more because we're just in a very interesting period of business and understanding our pricing structure is so incredibly important. So if you're listening to this, step one is making sure that you're currently priced correctly. And by being priced correctly means if you're not at the 20% profit part yet, we need to raise our prices by more than 20%, right? We need to get to a place where you're currently priced profitably. And uh, and then, you know, like that's a little bit of trickier math. Josh is saying if you're booked out two weeks, 
then you can keep raising your prices to an infinite amount, right? That's that's incredible. There are lots of listeners that are going to think like, I can't do that. I'm gouging. So what I want to bring up is what Josh did not say. Josh did not say during that whole wonderful, I hope you play it back a hundred times, two minute section. He did not say he priced based on what his competitors were doing. He did not say he priced based on his market. He did not say he priced based on what he thinks he's worth, right? He priced based on his calendar, which is a very real thing that you as a business owner, I hope, know. You know how far you're booked out. So whether you know anything else, knowing how far you're booked out is your key. And you have Josh's permission and my permission and probably the rest of the Fight Club's permission to raise your prices if you're booked out more than two weeks. That is your sign from above that you need to raise them. Now, I have on my desk because I'm really geeking out about Profit First. I literally am in San Diego, guys, and I travel with this book. I, it's like earmarked. It's the, <laughs> How Much Should I Charge by Ellen Rohr? And Ellen has some really good strategies in her book that can help you figure it out. But one of the things I love, Ellen, what she says is if you don't know if you're priced profitably or if you don't know what your pricing should be, triple it and it will buy you some time to figure it out. Triple your prices and it will buy you time to figure out if you're priced profitably or not. So uh you ended on one more good note and i wanted to come back to it and now i've gone on a rant and i've forgotten it price anchoring <laughs> yes price anchoring okay so i think we have a bunch of responsible nerds in here and i know you're good friends with kurt kempton josh and i feel like kurt gives this great talk about price anchoring where he does explain like the value what how, the transfer of value how we present value to a customer so can we spend just a couple more minutes talking about how we should be presenting prices in three different increments and why. And the thing I always struggle with, which I'm hoping you can help me with, is like, how do we know where we want them to land? Are there, do you have any tricks about percentages? So like if our low package in your example was $500 and our middle package was $1,000 and our top package was $5,000, uh-huh. so question one, which number do you present first? Are you a 500 camp person or a 5,000 camp person? Which one do you like to present first? The highest price. Okay, so he starts with a price anchor. So $5,000 is the first package that you show the customer. And it's the everything they could possibly ever want, need, dream, hope for, right? And you can sell all the stuff they don't need. Okay. Oh, okay, please keep going. So what's in the 5,000? How would we sell the $5,000 package? And then how would we present the three options? And then hopefully- What's really interesting is there's a percentage of people that pretty much always will buy the most expensive option, no matter what, even though it's based on no logic or rationality at all. So (laughs) if you don't have something to offer them, then you just don't get the money. But had you had it, you would have got the money. Um, So for example, you can have a really premiumly priced offer that includes a couple extra cool things, but is exorbitantly priced. Uh, but then what you do is you, you got to understand, like I said, humans work by comparison. They've done studies with this. This is behavioral psychology 101. For example, if I want to go talk to a pretty girl at a party, uh, it's very important that I take someone uglier than me when I go talk to the girl. OK, because um, <laughs> e- even though I am not that great looking and the guy with me is even worse than me, even though that's true. The, 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 the heuristic in her brain happens while I'm standing in front of her. Okay. And she's like, Oh, not bad. He's the best one I see right now. Right. So price anchoring is a, is a thing. And, uh, and so there's, there's decoy offers too. So you, 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 you want to have a high ticket package for multiple reasons. Some, sometimes the reason to have a high ticket package is only to establish your value or to make another offer look great. You know, I'll give you an example. There's a newspaper that was struggling and wanted to sell subscriptions. And it was like a hundred dollars a year for the online version. They wanted to sell the online version or it was $125 for the online plus the print. 
And what was happening is no one was buying either one. It just wasn't converting. It was a bad offer. So he called in, you know, this world-renowned marketer guy, and he told him to make the, the digital only 125 and to make the print plus digital 125, which makes no rational sense, right? As soon as they <laughs> made the update, they it saved the company, and they, they crushed it with that offer because humans are not logical. And so the purpose of a high-ticket package is not just to sell it, although that's one benefit of it. It's to make the next one down look really insane. So, for example, if your $5,000 package includes two things that you know the person doesn't even need or want, and your, your, your lower package is half the cost, but it removed the things they didn't want in the first place, how does that make you feel inside your brain as, as, you, as you uncover that value, right? So it's very, very, very important to understand humans are irrational, even logical ones. And just to learn this stuff, you know, it's a really fun topic. You know, for the last year, I've went deeper on behavioral psychology than any other topic because I think it's applicable in parenting and everything in business. Um, hopefully, hopefully that's helpful. <laughs> that was super helpful. And I just have to end on this note in case you are a listener who is like my husband, Jeff, and you're thinking, hey, I, I do my thing the same way every time. That is my best package. I offer the best package every time, all the time. I'm going to challenge you to listen to what Josh just said again. So the, the, the big package includes things that you don't usually offer. You could, but you don't, right? And the basic package is like for us in window cleaning, we just made the basic package outsides only. It was a sh simple shift. Jeff does clean outsides only the same mm. way every single time. The deluxe package was inside and out. The premium package was inside out and like a detail cleaning of the tracks. So I want you to think outside the zone. It's good that you have a standard way that you do your services. But when we're offering these packages, we're thinking about ways we can present options to our customers so that they don't have to go shopping or price shopping to other companies. They can do that right within your business, within your proposal, and they can make a decision quickly and easily. We could talk much more about like the percentage differences and which place we want to plug in the customer, but I'm going to save that for another time when hopefully I get to pick Josh's brain or maybe when I finish this pricing workshop that should be coming soon. And I'm going to pass you to Michelle and you guys are going to chat and nerd out about all the systems. Woo! Okay. So I'm going to stay on the same exact track as everybody else, marketing and sales, because it just seems like we're in the zone. So I'm not going to leave us and go to systems yet. I am obsessed, Josh, with your teaching of Doug and myself as a coach, the one sentence persuasion. And a lot of people don't know that, right? They don't know what that sounds like, what that means, what that is, but it's actually a system on which you could build kind of a calendar on what you could do for marketing, whether in video or on Facebook or in ads or whatever. So go over what you shared with me about the one sentence persuasion kind of framework okay. and then tell us how we can use that as a system to kind of get our message out. So this is definitely a more advanced thing. Ooh, so to do, it in a, to do it in a real, just a few minutes is going to be tricky, but I guess worst case scenario, it just leaves people wanting more and they'll just be exactly. like, well, I don't understand all of it, but I want to. Um, exactly. So the one sentence persuasion guide, you can Google that phrase and you can read it right it's actually a book by a guy named blair warren i've never read the book because you don't need to read the book you only need to know this one sentence okay the book <laughs> the sentence is this it says people will do anything for those who encourage their dreams allay their fears confirm their suspicions justify their failures and help them throw rocks at their enemies did i forget one michelle yeah. uh, uh no that's it and encourage their dreams yeah 
I, I said that, Michelle. Come you on. Got it. Beginning. Oh, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I, you did. I'm sorry. I was too excited. I was reading. I the said it in the wrong sure. order, probably. No, but, you, oh, sorry. But the perfect, point is, perfect. the point is, so what does this have to do with marketing and service business? It actually has everything to do with everything because business is humans and families are human. Humans are humans. So people do anything for those who encourage their dreams, allay their fears. It just means like, you know, calm down their fears. Confirm their suspicions, <clears throat> uh, justify their failures, help them throw rocks at their enemies. So what that means is when you're marketing and you think about how do I get people's attention, uh, what you want to do is grab one of those five things and we're going to build around it. So for example, let's say that Megan wants to grow her accounting business or let's say pink collars since we're on pink collars now. Okay. Sure. We got pink collars wants to sell more people into pink collars. So what we, we don't just want to say, Hey guys, we're pink collars and we offer admin services and blah, 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 blah. Nobody cares. Right. Nobody cares about what I do. I don't. They don't care about what you do. <laughs> Everyone cares about themselves. That's it. True. So, so <laughs> let's say that we're going to justify their failures. <clears throat> so if you're going to make a Facebook live, you can use that as the, the tone for that video or the tone for an email or the tone for a social post or whatever. And you could say something. I'm just going off the top of my head, of course. But, sure. you know, hey, I have a question for you. Hey, hey, my name is Josh. I have a question for you. Have you ever been just completely overwhelmed, overworked and just felt ashamed uh, that you got so far behind maybe on your taxes or there's sticky notes all over your truck? Listen, I, I'm here to tell you one thing. First of all, it's not your fault. You know, with the, with the way the economy is going, things are really hard and you have mouths to feed and we know you're a good person. You love people. And at the end of the day, you got to stop beating yourself up. You know, over here at Pink Collars, now I'm creating a bridge. So over mm -hmm. here at Pink Collars, what we do is we do this and this and this and this. Okay. That wasn't that great. But the point is, is that I'm justifying their failure as a mm -hmm. hook. Okay. So and we could do this all day. It just goes on and on. Or you lay their fears. You know, are you scared to hire a contractor because you're scared they're going to do this, 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 this? Well, they probably will. Well, that is unless you call us. And you can use humor, but still use the lay their fears. There's, yeah. it's like it's an infinity loop of ideas. Um, so that's part part one. Did you want me to talk about the macro, micro, nano thing? Or oh, not? I love it. If you think you can, just go high level. And then if people <sighs> want that list, I might drop it in the Facebook. Really, really we'll really see. Okay, so, sorry. I know. I threw it one out. Uh, have yeah. you ever went onto your Facebook and thought, God, I should probably post something to promote my business, but I have literally no idea what to post right now. And you're just staring at your blinking cursor. Yep. And then you type something <laughs> out, follow your dreams. And you're like, oh, that's stupid. And you delete it. And you're, like, uh, and you're trying to think of the one, you know, the one where it gets hundreds of likes and hundreds of shares and everybody gives you all their money. And it just doesn't happen. Well, uh, a good friend of ours named Rachel Peterson, she's actually blown up big time the last few years she's got millions of followers now and she's an author and she's killing it but she taught me this framework called the macro micro nano and it's a content creation framework okay here's how it works uh, what it does by the way this is pre-deciding what every single day's post is already going to be in advance so you don't even have to think about it and also guarantees that the post will be freaking awesome every single time yep. who wants that anybody want that it's you know, a system. I'm like dying. dying. Tell us, Josh, why is it? Okay, so the first thing you have to do is figure out your 12 macros. Twelve A macro just means a month. Okay, so what's the monthly theme for the whole year? So for me, we have a lot of different companies. Um, but if we used Honor and Fire, for example, where we work with entrepreneur families, maybe a one monthly theme is marriage. One is finance. One is sex. One could be um, parenting. One could be business. One could be a million other things, right? But I think a 12 macro topics, 
that are super relevant to my avatar, the people that we need to talk to and serve, right? So you think about that. So for a pressure cleaning company, maybe a macro is, you know, um, uh, help me out here. So let's say they're pressure spring cleaning. cleaning. Spring cleaning. Yeah, you could have spring cleaning. You could have um, national chips. And <laughs> a macro. No, I mean, spring cleaning was almost like a, a subcategory of a macro. So we want to talk about maybe exterior cleaning. Maybe we have, uh, maybe it's roof cleaning as the macro for one month. And it's pressure cleaning one month and it's driveways one month. And maybe, and, and by the way, let's say you only could come up with three or four legit ones. That's completely fine. You just, just repeat them. You loop it. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, but once you have your categories, your macros, then you talk about micros. Now micros are the four weeks inside of a macro. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I found this on the web. Siri mm -hmm. wants to hang out with us right now. Um, <laughs> but uh, so each week you want to have basically a subcategory of the macro. So for example, if we're going to talk about um, uh, exterior cleaning as your macro, then week one, maybe the micro is, um, you know, uh, avoiding damage or something. Yeah. Protecting or your plants. Protection. And then the second one yeah. could be, you know, um, you know, uh, not polluting pets the earth. And or kids. Something. Yeah. Yeah. Pets and kids. So my brain is breaking as I'm thinking about this on the fly, <laughs> it's but okay. anyway, the, the point is, is once you have those, now we're to the nanos, the nanos are the seven days. So, so let's do a real example here. Let's say that today is Monday and Monday is throw rocks at our enemies day. Okay. Cause now we're back to the Blair Warren thing. Uh, Monday's throw rocks at your enemies. We know that we're talking about pets and kids with exterior cleaning. Mm -hmm. You see what that does for your brain? So when you figure this all out, you know what to post, right? So how do we throw rocks at our customers' enemies and talk about pets and kids and talk about exterior cleaning, right? You could have, and this is just off the, off the fly. Imagine if you actually put effort into this and thought through it, right? You could say something like, you know, you know, one of the things that frustrates me more than anything else on earth are all these companies running around poisoning our pets and kids, and they don't give a damn about you or your property. Ooh. Hey, my name's Josh. I'm the owner of Hensley Exterior Cleaning or blah, blah, blah. What a hook that is, right? Mm -hmm. And how does that get people to stop in their tracks? So this framework is a shortcut to that. I super explained it way too fast, but hopefully it's helpful. It was beautiful. Are you kidding me? It's a system in which you can start to lay out basically a roadmap for your social, for your blog posting, for anything that you need. And it just gives you a place to stand. And for me, that's super helpful. So no, you killed it. Are you kidding me? I love it. So a system, and I will post this information in the group as well. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Josh. I'm super happy to spend some time with you. I'm going to pass you on to Martha, who's going to talk to you about people who make all of this all happen. Awesome. <laughs> for not making us Ooh. read the book. I almost posted the book and then you yeah. said, you don't have no to book. read it. I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> well, you gave us the clip. There, so thanks for that. <laughs> you know, perfect. Along that note, I found just recently, I saved it. I don't remember the name, but there's like a, a book club that is basically business books that are all cliff notes. And uh, anyway, I saved it because I thought, that sounds like something for me. <laughs> so if that sounds like something for you, Google it. You'll find it. Um, okay, Josh. So before we started, I said, I 
I don't know exactly what I want to talk to you about, and I'm not telling you because we like to do it spontaneously. But what I thought in my head I was going to talk to you about is exactly what I still want to stick with. And it, I remember it was years ago, I was listening to your podcast in the car, and you were talking about your window cleaning business and employees and it was kind of your because i have a light bulb moment it was kind of your light bulb moment when you decided that uh, something had to change so can you talk to the listeners about that and um because i know employees are always a struggle yeah talk about specifically my light bulb moment or just just my kind of thoughts on employees and where we're at with the modern you, labor market. You go wherever you want to go. Sure. Okay. I'll just be super uh, kind of to the point and talk to everybody okay. like, like you're my best friend from high school. So I don't have to sugarcoat everything, but Absolutely. Uh, I think a lot of uh, disproportionately large percentage of business owners are entitled babies uh, and they're, they're big whiny stinky pants when it comes to employee stuff. And the market's changed and things have shifted and you're not entitled to another person's labor. And even though 20 years ago, you could run a classified ad that said, you know, $12 an hour must be able to lift 50 pounds and you got 200 applicants, even though you could do that back then, you can't do that now for a variety of reasons. Um, uh, the, the labor market has all the leverage, right? A lot of these young people, they just want to like travel around in their tiny home and like live the laptop lifestyle. They don't care. Like they don't want to work for you. Uh, or they're very transient. They work for you a while and they quit. And you, basically, the reason I say that is all of us, including me, we have like kind of two choices to make here. We can, you know, be a victim or be victorious. Period. Like we can, we can find a way to reverse engineer and be better, or we can feel sorry for ourselves and get stuck. Uh, bottom line. So. Uh, obviously, we should be victorious and, and not be entitled. So how do we do that? Well, it actually has to do with, with marketing. So we got to have a better offer. You know, Michael Kaplan is a business partner of mine now. He's a freaking genius. He's super smart. He had a gigantic carpet cleaning business. They did like $300,000 a week in carpet cleaning, okay? This isn't your average carpet cleaning business. Uh, but he called his employees internal customers. And I always thought that was brilliant. And that's kind of out there. I just want to make sure everyone knows he's the or originator of that in services because I brought, you know, he said that on a podcast a long time ago. But do we really treat our employees like internal customers? Do we love them and serve them and care for them? Do we resell them and upsell them? Not with money, but with belief. Why should they trade their life to make a few bucks with your stupid company, right? Give them a reason. Uh, you know, if you can't inspire people, this also goes back to the magnetism thing and the way you show up, mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, you got to turn your button on when you have your company meeting. And if you're carrying the weight of the world on your shoulders because business is hard and you're barely going to make payroll, which totally sucks. And I get it. You got to like put your game face on and show up and crush it for your team because they're buying into your belief and your vision. We also have to spend more money recruiting than we used to get over it. That's why you got to raise your prices. Like Megan said, just get over it. Just spend more. Okay. Whoever can spend the most to acquire a customer wins. Whoever can spend the most to get an employee wins, period. The economics will work if you charge what you're worth. And, and instead of trying to complain about employees, what if we charge exorbitant prices, but our customers still loved us, which allowed us to pay above market rate wages to people who could actually have a, a career instead of a job and have more than a living wage? What if we did that? That'd be pretty cool. Uh, I think home services is ready for this and, and is doing what I'm saying. I mean, there's people doing it 
uh, killing it right now. But there's still a bunch of us that kind of aren't getting with the program here and not understanding that things are probably permanently different and that the, gen the, the younger generation views careers differently and that the work 40 years to get your Rolex and retire days are not coming back. We have a gig economy. We have a lot of options people can make money with. And uh, you got to adapt and overcome. You got to be a company worth working for. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. You know, and when you talked about uh, the owners being entitled babies, I would, I think I would agree with that. And what, what resonates with me is when I hear employers being incensed by what their employees want. And, you know, there's a difference between entitlement and reaching for what you want. And when just because what they want isn't what you want, that, I mean, that doesn't matter. That does not matter. And uh, I loved something that you said. Um, we we're like, it was about our clients and that our clients don't care about our, com you know, our company. We're going to be in professional clothes, blah, 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 blah. Uh, they care about, are you going to solve my problems? Well, employee is no different, right? Yeah, 100% right. Now, you you, it, you could misconstrue what I said to, to, to mean, you know, we worship employees and we lick their feet yeah. and, and they walk on us like doormats. That is definitely not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is have a vision, like be excited, be going somewhere, understand your numbers. So you can pay people. Great. You know, it's things are so much easier if you just charge the right amount. I mean, everything gets choked to death inside your company when you, because of your own self-limiting beliefs and the weird money issues you had as a kid growing up. And, and so you, you have this shame around money. So then you just barely charge enough to survive and it filters through your whole freaking company. If you charge a lot of money, you get to spread the love around. And I promise you that if you get rich, you will be just like you are except rich and money does not buy happiness, but it is easier to cry in a Ferrari. I will tell you that that's true. Um, but but if you're an evil, greedy person, you'll be like that when you're poor or rich. And if you're a nice, generous person, you'll be that when you're poor or rich. You got to charge more money so that you can be generous. You know, everybody wants to be generous, but no one wants to actually go produce. Like you got to have resources to be generous. So right. I don't know. I, yeah. And it's just I frustrating because I want people to, I want people to get this because it'll change your life for the rest of their life. It'll permanently change their family tree. Everything. This is like not a game and I'm being silly. But if you get this, you know, charging correct prices is an act of love. It filters out the bad customers anyway. You know, 80% of our problems come from 20% of the customers who are the price sensitive ones. You know, the, the, the wealthier affluent customers, a lot of times they just, they don't care. Like I have a lawn mowing company here in Texas. I've never talked to them ever. It's been over a year. I got a postcard in the mail. I went to their website. I signed myself up. I upsold myself fertilization. I put in my credit card. I've never talked to these people. They come here every single week. Do they do it perfect? I don't even care if they do it perfect. I don't care. But they do not charge low rates, but they have a profitable company, right? Um, people like me, in terms of customers, are everywhere out there. And uh, I'll just stop ranting now. <laughs> uh, yes, and I want to reiterate what you said being generous and loving does not mean being a doormat. Absolutely. And I, 
my, you know, everybody has like that visual in their head. For me, it's a fork in the road, two paths, and both paths have boundaries. And you can go this way to kill it and make more money. And you can go this way to be teetering on the edge and, you know, maybe not being a fit for the company. So yeah, it does not mean that um, you're laying out opportunities, but you are roping in, you know, what is allowed within your company. You have to do that. Yeah, of course. There's certain non-negotiables. Yep. Yep. 100%. Yeah. So, all right. I don't even know. I'm sure I'm going to get the hook. Um, <laughs> all right, Josh, we are to the part where I pass it back to Tay and she's going to tell people about homework. Um, we're going to find out how people can get a hold of you and all that. So Tay, if you want to take it. Thank you, Martha. Um, and thank you, Josh, for spending so much time with us. This was fantastic. And so many gold nuggets were dropped during this show that I think you're really going to make a major impact to a lot of our listeners. So thank you. Thank you. Awesome. So homework, um, just a brief rundown on homework. And Josh, you are more than welcome to give homework. Um, we'll have you go last so that way you have some time to think. Um, but our show is different because we do have accountability. We want you all to hear what you're you know, listening to today and actually put it into action. So today, what we're going to do is give you four to five pieces of homework. Please only choose one. Pick one piece of homework that spoke to you, one piece that is going to move the needle forward in your business this week. And we do have an accountability group if you do need assistance with that homework. So please make sure to join that group, reach out to any of us, and we will make sure that we are there to help you achieve that homework and move that needle forward in your business. So marketing-wise, I want to keep it pretty simple. We talked a lot kind of in different areas um, throughout the show about marketing, but for what Josh and I talked about, we did talk about video and we did talk about the importance of video. So I am just asking you, I know I've asked this before, but I'm going to keep asking you to do it until you do it. Please take your lovely phone that we all carry around with us. It has majority of these phones have 4k capability people. So take the phone, shoot the video, I don't care what it is, just get comfortable in front of a camera. It could just be you saying hello, introducing the company. It can be you talking about a service that you're doing. It can be you introducing a couple employees. Pick something to shoot a quick one to two minute video on, and then you can use that on your social media content. Ah, too many things. Okay, I think I got it. Take your phone, <laughs> do a quick video, post it. Uh, okay, you're getting homework done. Uh, finance homework, we're gonna be super simple, and I think I've probably assigned this before, but guess what? Inflation, it's time to do it again. Raise your prices. That's what I got. That's your homework, finance homework, raise your prices. If you're not sure if you're driving a profit, there's some clues, like if payroll's hard and stressful, or if you haven't paid yourself in a while and that's stressful, then you need to do the Ellen Moore thing and triple your prices. And I know you're listening to this, you're like, I can't do that. It's impossible. I'm gonna have you look at your calendar. If you're booked out a little bit, you can do it. You should do it. You need to do it. You're late doing it. This is your sign. Raise your prices. Um, and if you are priced profitably, I love this 20% rule. 
time to raise them at 20% so that you can increase your net profit by 100%. And it's going to be okay. I promise it's going to be okay. If you need more inspiration, go back and listen to those seven minutes of gold from Josh Latimer earlier in the show. The show notes will tell you what timestamp. If you need more inspiration, read The Pumpkin Plan by Mike Michalowicz. Fun story that I tell every time, Martha locked me in a car on the way to Dallas and made me listen to it because I was driving her crazy with all my whininess and my entitlement (laughs) and it fixed my life. Please listen to Pumpkin Planet will fix your life too. And Martha, in case I haven't said it yet today, thank you for doing that. You're the best. Okay, finance homework, raise your prices, that's it. Beautiful, and systems homework is for you to go take a peek at the one sentence persuasion. So I'm gonna put a link in our group Um, take a look at it and see how you can implement that into the plan that we talked about with Josh, the nanos and the micros and macros and all the good stuff. I'm going to list those also in the group so that you can have an understanding of where to start. And if you need anything, just ping me in the group and I will absolutely share what I've got in terms of Trello. Yes, I have a Trello board and yes, I have Trello cards built because I'm a weirdo. So (laughs) please reach out and look at the one sentence persuasion this week. All right, and people homework. I want you to list out how you are taking care of your internal customers and mm. and list that out. And then little bonus is I was just working with somebody yesterday on their job ad and I said they had some really neat benefits that they offered perks in their company. And I said, why is that not your subject line for your job ad? And because it was different than what most people offered. And so I can't wait to hear Hobie. Uh, I can't wait to hear how that went because um, you need to know what those are and you need to know how you differentiate. So, all right, Josh, your turn. Well, I think my homework will be, be to challenge people to think of uh, two low-hanging fruit items that will make them more money. And here's what I mean. Uh, first of all, it's, you, you can make infinitely more money with your brain than you can with your muscles, right? Mind over muscles. Uh, so, so without spending any money, buying equipment, investing in anything, how can we improve the way that we do certain things to capitalize on low-hanging fruit? So, for example, if I said... Uh, how do we 10 X the amount of referrals that you currently get? Like what would have to change? What processes and protocols would, would it need to be implemented? Uh, do we add texting and sequences and postcards and follow-ups and scripts to our phone people and scripts to our technicians? Like if we, if we did that and sat for a year, how many tens of thousands of dollars would that yield for us because we used our brain and used our creativity? Uh, think about that. So some low hanging fruit things you can think about are referrals, reviews, uh, your close rate, your average ticket. Uh, those are good ones to think about. Like if you had to raise your average ticket and you could only use your mind and creativity, like what would you change, right? Pretend that you hire yourself as a $50,000 consultant for your own company. And you have to deliver a really, really cool uh, outcome for this company, right? What would you recommend to your client, which is yourself? 
when it comes to raising your average ticket. If you had to have it implemented by next Monday, what would you change in the process? Would you make the paper thicker that you print your literature on? Would you change the preframe and the script and the phone before the salesman gets there? Would you create a decoy or an anchor pricing package and experiment with that? Like, what would you do? There's things that can be done by using creativity that manifest actual literal money uh, forever if you implement it. But sometimes we get in so much inertia of doing the same thing we've always done that a year goes by and a year goes by and a year goes by. And we haven't made any real big changes on accident. So here's your excuse to make one. Oh, that was good. <laughs> that was good. Okay. And a reminder, it. those were all good, right? What makes this show different is we do not want you to try to do all five. It's impossible. You are busy. You are not going to do all five this week. So we are challenging you to actually take action from this very powerful hour that you've just spent with us and implement one of those things. If you can change one thing in your business every single week, you will move the needle forward. You will be happier and more successful. We don't care which one, choose one. And if you need help, we have an accountability group. We'd love to help you in that Facebook group. Uh, we're there, we're hanging out. We're there to support you, to help you keep moving forward. Uh, hey, uh, shout out to Paul August who posted yes. his follow-up from the Ryan Lee episode. So that was amazing. Good. One yeah. podcast episode going to change a business. He's going to take that to a million. And he his goal is by July because that's Paul August style. Um, <laughs> I love that. But um, be like Paul August. Do some homework. Don't do all of it. Just do one. Choose one. Awesome. And Josh, how do people reach out to you if you want, if they want to know more about what you're working on, what you're cooking on? How can people find you? Uh, I prefer handwritten letters. Um, <laughs> <laughs> delivered by Pony Express. Uh, no, just friend, friend me, friend me, tag me on Facebook. Send me a friend request on Facebook. Um, you know, we have a lot of different things going on. I mean, the thing I'm most excited about right this second is called War Plan Studios. Ooh, uh, we have a super a simple preview. landing page at warplanstudios.com. And if your company's, you know, at least doing a half a million or probably will within the next season or two, you know, maybe consider it if you have a larger company because you basically can come to Texas, work with me and my business partner, and we'll personally help build some insane uh, videos for your company that will make you lots of money while you sleep. And, uh, and the service industry just doesn't have an offer like this right now. Video production can be insanely expensive. Uh, and we've tried to, to think of a way to make it, uh, it's just good. Just you can watch the video if you're interested on that landing page. It's 20 minutes. I explain the offer and we have limited yeah. spots and that's not fake scarcity. It's real. So if you want to do it, sign up. I love it. And we always end our episodes with a quote for the day and you gave us literally a million. Um, but this one was my favorite. So it was, if you charge a lot of money, you get to spread the love around. <sighs> <laughs> so get out there and charge a lot of money people and spread the love around because that's what we're here in business to do right awesome thank you everybody for joining us today and josh thank you so thank much for you. coming by we loved having you, thank you. On our i love all of you guys and uh it was nice to meet you tay uh, yes. i haven't met nice you before you. martha and i are way back homies from like way a back years ago. <laughs> Appreciate it's you, not, and it's really cool to be on the hundredth episode. So congratulations on that. It's a big deal. Hey, 
Shout out to Maverick for helping us get launched. Maverick, Josh's son is the one that actually made this a podcast. So Maverick, without you, we've never made it to 100 episodes. So big shout out to Maverick. Thank you very much. I'll tell him. Um, (laughs) And uh, we'll see everybody next Tuesday, 7 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Eastern. Keep fighting. Have a great day, everybody. Bye. With Fight Club for Business. Join our Facebook group where we have weekly homework, accountabilities, and an awesome community to help you fight for your business. Facebook.com slash Fight Club for, as in the number four, business. Fight Club for Business.